Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, Chapter 7. Verse 35 says, The Jews therefore said among themselves, Where will this man go that we won't find him? Will he go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What is this word that he said, You will seek me and will find me? And where I am, you can't come. It was clear from this passage that the Jews didn't get it. But to understand just what Jesus was saying, they would have to first accept the truth of his reality. And in that, they simply were unwilling. You know, there is no greater blindness than the blindness of unbelief. It is as real as any physical blindness that we might suffer from. The old saying goes, there are none so blind as those who will not see. You see, these people could not receive the truth because they in truth did not want to receive the truth. The time would come for these folks, as it will for each one of us, that our opportunity to come to Christ to serve his kingdom will pass. You must never be lulled into the idea that there is not a too late. For some of us, this will come at a sudden end of our lives. For others, there will be a, well, a confirmation of our rejection. Again, the unforgivable sin. One of rejection of God's spirit. And then we will join what we call today the walking dead. Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Verse 37, we read, Now on the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, from within him will flow rivers of living water. As part of their festival, it was the practice of the Jews to carry water from the pool of Siloam and pour it into the silver basin by the altar of burnt offering. This was done on each of the first seven days of the feast. However, this practice was not done on the eighth day, and ironically, that would be the day that Jesus would choose to make what is nothing less than a historical and profoundly spiritual statement. The people had been there with water repeatedly every day, and yet their hearts were still not satisfied. Nor will they ever be, for nothing in this world can ever satisfy. The offer Jesus was making was for any who would come to him and drink of his living water. No one was to be excluded, if we thirst. We all do, you know, whether we will admit it or not. That is that critical bridge we must all cross, the realization and the admission that we are indeed so very thirsty. Thirsty for meaning, for completion, for life. If we drink of him, our lives will overflow. It is the true reflection of a life redeemed, a life filled with the Spirit of God. Let me ask you today, is your life overflowing? Or are you arguing within yourself that rather the glass is half full when (laughs) in fact it is indeed half empty? Verse 39, but he said this about the Spirit, which those believing in him were to receive. The Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus wasn't yet glorified. Now many of the multitude, therefore, when they had heard these words, said, 
This is truly the prophet. Others said, This is the Christ. But some said, What is the Christ? What does the Christ come out of Galilee? Hasn't the scripture said that the Christ comes from the offspring of David and from Bethlehem, the village where David was? Verse 43, So the division arose in the multitude because of him. Some of them would have him arrested, and other, but no one would have laid hands on him. Now it seems from our text that some did indeed see the light. Those who were very close to the full truth, acknowledging that Jesus was the prophet. Others yet even saw him as the Messiah. But yet there was and still are those today who want to pick him apart and argue with his authenticity. Listen, gang, what we face this uh, day is nothing less than a war. A friend, or excuse me, a war that is sure to bring a division. Jesus said in Luke 12, 51, Do you think that I have come to give peace in the earth? I tell you, no, but rather division. How often we pour such great effort into our futile attempts to live in both worlds, to keep one hand upon our worldly friends in the pursuit of our earthly goals and careers and financial desires, etc., while keeping the other on Christ and the church. But such attempts are sure to fail. James 4.4 says, You adulterers and adulteresses, don't you know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. The answer for those who wanted Jesus to shut up was to force him to shut up. The world has been trying to force his followers to stop for 2,000 years, but to no avail. Let's face it, they have beat us, chased us out of town and out of country. They've killed many of us around the world. Yet through the ages, still we continue on. Verse 45 says, The officers therefore came to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said to them, Why didn't you bring him? And the officers answered, No man ever spoke like this man. And the Pharisees therefore answered them, You aren't also led astray, are you? Have any of the rulers or any of the Pharisees believed in him? This multitude that doesn't know the law is cursed. So whether a man believes or not, whether they follow Jesus or attempt to ignore him, the fact is he can still take their breath away. You see, the Pharisees, they didn't believe. Like the unbelieving world today, they didn't want anyone else to either. It seems the world doesn't just reject Jesus, they have rejected the very concept of Jesus. In fact, whole organizations have formed upon an anti-God principle. If he's not really real, then I wonder why they would care. Why would they care if I choose to live by him and go to church and embrace him and his principles? What difference would it make to them? Why? Because no man ever spoke, ever spoke like that. Men fear God in their souls, whether they ever admit it or not. Because there is an inexplicable power that follows Jesus wherever he goes, even today, and yes, even here in this church and in this town. Verse 50. Nicodemus, who came by night, came to him by night, being one of them, said to them, Does our law judge a man unless it first hears from him personally and knows what he does? And they answered him, Are you also from Galilee? Search and see that no prophet has risen out of Galilee. And everyone went to his house. 
So here we have again this man Nicodemus chiming in. The very same man who came to Jesus in the night seeking the truth. Apparently, by his words here, it seems that Nick was convinced. It seems he was ready to do what we all must do if we believe. He was ready to choose a side. Are you? That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.